0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Beis Ratzon, we're to be learning Daf Kufiyu Dalad in Maseches Psachim. This is the meat of our We're starting with the first Kos, first of the Dalad Kosos, and we're in the Mishnah Mazgulo Kos Rishon. So here we go. Says the Mishnah Mazgulo Kos Rishon. They poured for him. Who's him? Andrew. He's conducting the seder, so they pour for Andrew. And we see here. Good morning. We see here the minhag that has developed of everybody pouring for someone else. Muzgulob, right? Mm -hmm. It's alluded to here that somebody else, everyone is pouring for each other because it's a sign of cherus. Many of these things that we're going to be doing Mm -hmm. here is going to be signs of cherus. So they poured for him the first cup. So this is interesting. It's an machlokas that would apply uh, to any kiddush really, right? It's not exclusive to to Psachim, right? in other, as, as, um, as is indicated by the machloshim over here, so let's see exactly what would be what would be the story, the what would be the machlokas. So first of all, again, just to line up the shitas. According to Beis that's what we're used to. Beis say, "Baruch Dayan priya gafen. Baruch Dayan Right, that we say the priya gafen first. According to Beit Shammai, we say that whole nusach first, and then at the end, "Baruch Dayan priya gafen. So we have many cases um, in most. Of the time when we make Kiddish, we make the Boripiya Gophan first because we hold like, in fact, Basil. But what would be the reasoning to say the kid the afterwards? So the Gemara analyzes it as follows. Tanarabanam. Dharam Suda. Okay, these are the matters of dispute. So as we as we indicated, this is not this is a Suda question, right? And right, this has to do there are many other such related Suda questions uh, that they Beis- and Basilo argue. In Maseches Barachos, but this idea of the Kiddush Hayom versus the Baripier Guffin is what we're highlighting now simply because we're discussing the coast re of the Kiddush in at the Pesach Seder. So So be mevarach as the Mishnah indicated. The first you say right the Birchas Hayom, and then after that you say Borpira Guffin. And what is the reason? Two reasons. Look carefully. Okay, so reason number one is because if it weren't for the fact that it was, let's say, Pesach night, then we wouldn't be drinking this Yain, we wouldn't be saying this Borei priagafen. Okay, and therefore the Borei priagafen is really here because of the fact that it's Yontiv. And because of that, we should say, we should acknowledge Yontiv first. That's essentially, right, what is going on. Now, we kept saying, and Andrew keeps pointing out, that they were drinking wine like water in those days. So what do you mean that the wine wouldn't be here? if it weren't for the fact that it's Yantiv. They were drinking wine all the time. Uh-huh. So so Rashi says in Brachos, and Rosh Bam explains, that that may be true in the middle of the meal. However, in the beginning of the meal, to sort of frame the meal by having a pre-meal wine ceremony, that is that was unique to Shabbos and Yantiv, even in those days. Okay, So, be that as it may, it's the fact that it's Shabbos and Yantiv that's causing us to have Yain at this time, at this point in the meal, meaning before the meal. Okay, so Now, that's reason number one. Reason number two, that's reason number two of Beit Shammai. that the day has already turned into yontiv, and there and therefore you come home from shul, right? You don't have the kiddush cup in front of you yet, but already on your walk home from shul, it's already been yontiv. It's already been yontiv. So, which came first? the coast of yain or the yontiv? Well, by definition, the yontiv came in first. Unless you put out the coast, ko- unless you were home before yontiv came, which never happens, right? Because you're, by definition, in shul, so to speak, right? When yontiv comes, because you're davening mirev. So, by definition, the yontiv is coming before you actually stand there holding the cup of wine, and therefore, it's simply a question of which comes first. Yontiv or yain? And if, since yontiv is coming first, and since yontiv is the whole reason why you're having the yain, but Shammai says, you acknowledge the yontiv first, and then you say, Bore Okay, now, what would be the reason of Beis That sounds very compelling. Don't you think, Kalman? We should probably say Birch before Birch Guffin. Beit has me convinced. Beit in general, was what? Hadidat fey Had excellent svaras. It was Beis that we'll see in the Gemara that won out because of the fact that that's, that's the Halakha because we go Basar Arov. They were the majority. Um, but we'll see. Simon Wolf quotes in its sieve, I believe, that, uh, that gives more insight Uh, Perhaps we even uh, the Gemara intends to give into this machlokas bichram bishelo. Okay, so bichramai says you say the yom first. What does bishelo say? So that's what we do. We say and then we say and we say that after. So what's the reason? Two reasons. Uh, Just like bichramai, bishelo too has two reasons. Reason number one says the Gemara. So okay, he says to bichramai. Bichramai, you'll tell me that you're only making Kiddush because it's Yantiv, and therefore I should say Yantiv first. So I'll tell you that I'm only able to make Kiddush for Yantiv because I have wine, and therefore I should say wine first. Those two reasonings kind of cancel each other out. It's like a zero-sum game. You you can't have Kiddush without the Yain, you can't have Yain without the Kiddush. So you wouldn't have Yain if there weren't Kiddush, and you wouldn't be able to make Kiddush without Yain. Those two reasons kind of cancel each other out in a sense. Davar acher. Okay, and the second reason, Birchas Yain tadira, Birchas Yom, Eina tadira. Okay, well, certainly you say Guffin more commonly than you'll say whatever kiddish you're saying, right? And therefore, Tadir, the famous halacha, that whenever you have something more frequent and something else, you do something that's more frequent first. This is a concept that is, uh, the, the, uh, locus classicus, as everyone would say, the main source material is in Zvachim, but we we've already applied it in Zechas Brachos and elsewhere, we know that we do the more common thing first. Fine, and the, and the Gemara concludes that we hold like Beis Hillel. By the way, what have Torah to we read this past Shabbos um, of, par, of Parshas Chodesh, special one of the Dal Parshios? I it was Erev or Shodesh. It was Shabbos Chodesh. Why didn't we read Machar Chodesh? Don't we read Machar Chodesh more frequently than Parshas Chodesh? Would you not apply Tadir v'Sheino Tadir Tadir Kodem? So the answer is no. Tadir v'Sheino Tadir Tadir Kodem only in, uh, applies when you do both. If you decide if you can only do one, it's a whole different cheshbon. It's only a question of priority. When you're doing both, just an aside. Okay, so uh, so in this case we are obviously doing both, and therefore when you do both, it's common. Um, in, in the uh, when you do both, the parameters are that you should do the more common one first. What does I do with Tadir Sheno Tadir Tadir Kodem? So no. then, so Yain is certainly more Tadir than than the, than the than the Kiddush HaYom of of Pesach, perhaps. In other words, Kiddush HaYom, the Yom is unique. Right. So Yain you can make you make on Shabbos also, and on other Yom Tovim. That's what I would assume. Such that even on Shabbos, right, Yain would still be more tadir than the Kiddushim on Shabbos because you also make it on Yontif. That's what I assume it means. right? Aside from the fact that you also can make it on Tuesday in July. Yeah, but on Tuesday in July, you're it on the plain Tadir and Tadir because that's not like a mitzvah. Because then it's, like, it's like, just a Berchas Ananen. Yeah. But maybe we can say the Berchas Ananen, it's a good question. Common is asking, birch anenin really doesn't, isn't really in the count of Tadir Vashayn or Tadir Kodim. Berchas Ananen is just Berchas Ananen. This is like, presumably, when you say here, it's referring to the Borik Prehag Guffen of a Kiddush, perhaps. Which is why I specific, which is why I said maybe the idea is that it's Shabbos and Yuntiv as opposed to just the unique day be it Shabbos or Yontif. Okay. Um, fine. So yes. Yeah, so, so the truth of the matter is like right any one of these any one of these reasons can can actually outdo the other one. In other words, that's true. But again, if you take the reasoning of Beit Shammai, is only when they're simultaneous and you have to figure out which ones to do first but certainly Bishamah would argue that if the chiyuv of the Kidash came first so then it came first they're not really simultaneous after all and therefore you would have to make the berchasayom first regardless because it's not a really uh, an even playing field one of the chiyuvim came first and in that case you also don't apply this uh, usual rule of kodem, because that rule only applies when you have two simultaneous chiyuvim and you have to decide which one to do first Bishamah argues that it's not simultaneous okay Gemara interestingly asks here my davar acher which is, another, the question here is, why does Basilel need to give two reasons? In other words, Basilel we pasken like him anyway, and he's saying that it's the yain Gorm the Kiddush, so why does he need to have to bring a second reason? So the Gemara answers. Um, so he says like this, maybe this is what Beis Hillel, uh, was intending to say. The reason why he gave a second reason, he didn't really feel that it was absolutely necessary, but he didn't want somebody to come along and say, well, the gave two reasons, Tarti, and you only gave one reason, so for that reason, Beit Hillel therefore said, I also have two reasons: The second one being It's interesting that um, again, it's interesting. To, we we the way we explained it, the first reason of. Uh, Beishil and Beishamai really match up, right? In other words, they go directly against each other. Beishamai says that it's the y- that without the yayin, right? Uh, without, without the yom, you wouldn't bring the yayin. Beishila says that without the yayin, you wouldn't be able to make kiddush. So those two cancel each other out, as we discussed. The second one, are, th- are those also in some ways similar, right? Because if you think that you need to have the kiddush and the kiddush came sort of, uh, first, so then, so then maybe it's, again, as we said before, it undermines the idea of tadir vishayin tadir, tadir And so really, both reasons are, are necessary, um, because they're both, again, they're conceptually, um, they're conceptually different here. This is where Simon Wolf says, What is the reason? He tries to dig a little deeper, and I believe it's the Nativity Quarter, if I remember correctly. He says, The Beit Shammai is always the, uh, thinking more in terms of the, uh, underpinnings hushkafically uh, of what's going on. This is I uh, I wouldn't dare talk like this, but like only because, you know, who are we to psychoanalyze, so to speak, Basil. but if you want to have sort of a deeper appreciation of an understanding of what's going on, the way it's painted by, the way Simon Wolf explained it is that Basil is a pragmatist. So as a pragmatist, he's saying, well, right, you have, he's Chaim Shachter, right? You're setting up the tables, you're making sure that everything is set. You have your yain, so, you make the bracha on the yayin first, and then afterwards, and shayin or kodim, that's the organization of things. As opposed to, right, Beit is more talking about the philosophy behind it, and the whole premise of the yayin isn't really the yayin itself. The yayin would be nothing were it not for the fact that you're being Makadish the Yom, and therefore that is the emphasis of Beit Shammai. So, ain't Sham is just a, trying to give some depth as to what could be the Makudat Machlokas here between Beit Shammai and Beiselo. Be that as it may, the Gemara continues to say, halacha kadir Beiselo. In fact, as we know, the halacha is always like, uh, almost always like, like Beis That's what the brysa says, to which the Gemara asks, Shita, the hanafik baskol. Of course the halacha like Beis We've been through this before. There was a baskol already that came out in Masachas Erevin. We've learned that. And the baskol says the halacha is always like Beis So why does the brysa have to endorse Beis here here uh, on top of the fact, uh, it, you know, to go out of its way to endorse him? So the Gemara is going to say two possible reasons. Number one, EBa brysa and baskel could be that even though we already learned Erevin that that, in terms of time, happened after this makalokas. Or, it's true that the Baskol has already come out and said, But we hold like Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua says we disregard that Baskol, Right? According to Rabbi Yeshua, every time we passkin like Basil, it's not at all because of the Baskol. Every time we passkin like Basil, it's only because we've decided that they're the Rove, or whatever reason we would have to decide that we passkin like Baskol, every time we support we support them because they're the rabbin. Um... It, it, the Torahs here has an interesting analysis of when we would and when we would not hold by the Baaskol. In other words, the Baskol did come up, right, over there at Beis Hillel, but there was also the original Baskol when we were talking about an neighborhood with Rebbe the Yezer, right? And in that Baaskol, we never had a Hava Amina that we hold, right? In other words, Agamar has a Hava Amina. It says, if you want to say, it's because the Baaskol says. And if you want, we hold like Rebbe Yeshua. Well... Why would we possibly listen to the baskel when it came to the Besham and Be-Silo? So the, So the Tosos basically says that the baskel of Rabbi Yezer in, in Erevin was different than the baskel of Besham and Be-Silo. Now, keep track, there was two Baskols, if you're for those of you keeping score, right? There was one by Rabbi Yezer against all the Chachamim it had to do with the Tanur and the Tuma by the Tanur, as common will explain to you. But in that particular case, right, Rabbi Yezer was a Yahid and he was against the Chachamim. So the baskel there, explains Tosos, was out of deference to Rabbi Yezer so that he does not get embarrassed and out of deference to his chashivas. With Basil Beit Shammai, so that bascal sounded like a more serious, like, Pesach kind of baskol. Because, after all, Basil was, after all, the Robin. So it's almost like, um, we have shot. not to get too involved, but but when you talk about, like, Halachal of Moshe Mechadeshes versus Mefareshes, from Jonas and Sachs, Shlita from Pesach always uh, talks about this. I think it's from Tzviq Pesach Frank that he quotes, that, um, that the idea is that... To yeah, right, he's an identical. So... Um, what do I mean? Sometimes you have a lot of and it comes out of nowhere. Like we said, like, like, like we alluded to, maybe it's a mm-hmm. with the shadim and the zugos, like, it, and that's, that is mechadeshes. It's called mechadeshes. It's like you learn something newfangled you, you never would have known otherwise. So that's the baskol, so to speak, of like Rabbi right? But sometimes it's mephareshes, meaning sometimes the baskol is just trying to give you a helping hand for something you should have figured out on your own. It's mephareshes, like when you have a I tell you, uh, let's say how tfilin are supposed to be. So the ch'iiv of tzvilin, right, is mito certainly. But how to construct the batim and all of this is just to show you exactly how it's how to apply what we already know to be a chi of the So here it's just sort of like a guidance. This is a more serious basketball, The one based Shammai, based Hillel. It's a more serious guidance of you know they're the Rabbim. You should follow them. But it's not really like coming out of nowhere saying follow him because God said so. It's just it's just sort of like helping you nudging along guidelines you should have known already. And that again is all to explain as Tosfos does the Hava Amina that this was a basketball that we should listen to uh, with regards to base Shammai following base following base uh, uh, over Beis Be that as it may, that is in fact the Halakha, and therefore, bec- but that gospel had not yet come out according to the first explanation, and therefore we needed the bracelet to point out that in that case we followed base Silo. Okay, now going on to Karpas. Okay, we said kiddush, and now we're going to do Karpas. Now, we'll read the Mishnah. It's very difficult to read even the Mishnah without getting into so that the kids should ask, us being the kids, because after all, you will see, Everything at the end of the day, this is supposed to be an unusual structure, right? Just so that the kids should ask. Now, if you may ask, if the kids ask, what do I answer? So there is a circular thing here where we say, when the kids ask us, the answer is so that the kids should ask. That can be very frustrating for a kid because he really wants to know. If he's sincerely asking, he or she is sincerely asking, so that the kids should ask is a maddening answer you understand that right because everybody wants answers but that's what you have to tell them you have to tell them it's not always about the answers that the leil Muna, that the very night of the seder where we are establishing our emunah our emunah is not based on because i told you so and deference to some clergy who told us that this is what we have to believe sight unseen our emunah is based on the fact that just like the gemar is always asking questions and questions with rigorous intellectual honesty and questions our emunah is based not on our answers but on our questions and therefore questions in and of themselves are the value that inspire our amunah and strengthen our faith on the night of the Seder. And so we inspire questions because inquisitive curiosity is at the foundation of our faith. And so and, and so just the questions in and of themselves have the greatest value on the Seder night. So how do we engender these questions? So says the Mishnah, So they bring, so this is sort of like a, is that, is that a non sequitur? I don't know exactly what that is, but it, this is sort of hanging in, in mid a, a dangling principle. It doesn't mean it doesn't say anything. Hevi you bring in front of him. So you have to explain what are they bringing? They bringing over after the first cup of wine. They bring him. That's actually of lefunav as machlokas. Rashbam says they bring in front of him the veggies of carpas and the tosfos. Believe it or not, they lefunav ve'ein nira. Right? rakos The loch It doesn't say that that's what they bring. So it must be says says tosfos that they're bringing in front of him the whole table. Okay, it makes no difference really, as far as I can tell. The the point is the mission says hevi and we're going to start whether it's the table or the carpas. We're going to start with the carpas. Fine. So they brought him over. Okay. This is the first dipping. Chazeres. Now chazeres here really means like lettuce. Means like the maror, the lettuce that you use, the vegetable that you use for for the maror, right? Geronimo comes. He comes for a carpas. T- T- yeah. Uh, rebel. I know. No, I had I had a T-Mobile issue last week, so it's you do okay. So? Yeah. So again, this is an interesting language to say. You dip the marar until you get to parperas now parperas technically means that which comes with matzah now the pasach says Al marim so based off of that we say that Al the marar is that which comes with the matzah and therefore this mishnah in saying Ad shemagila is referencing the marar so when you read the line straight in the mishnah it basically means you dip the marar until you get to the marar again basically is basically what it's saying right but, and the Gemara is going to ask, why is the Mishnah using Mara specifically for Karpas, right? So we're going to get to it. In other words, Karpas is supposed to be just Adama. And Mara has to could be Mara, as we will see. Mara is more specific. It has to be bitter. But here, in our Mishnah, the case is that you use the same romaine lettuce that you use for Mara for Karpas, okay? Let's just keep that in mind, because the Gemara will address why that is in our Mishnah. But be that as it may, you're having Karpas as we're used to. And Gerana, to in the Mishnah, in the bottom, Kufi of Aleph. And so that's what they bring. So now we're going to go over the Seder of the Seder. We start with the Karpas. And then, Heviu Lefanov Matzah, the Chazeres. There it is again. So that time it's the Mar, the Charoses, Ushnei tashilin, And you also bring the Charoses, right? Now, wait a minute. We already said Heviu Lefanov. And then we did. And now we're saying Heviu Lefanov again. What happened? Says they took it away. They took the table away. So now you have to bring it back. Why? Says so the kids should ask. Okay? So we're doing all this that the kids should ask. Right. Uh, let's see. Tosfos. By the way, on all of these Arvei sachim yeah, I'm not reading the Tosvos on Arvei sachim more regularly because I'm I become starker, Although I hope that I have. But you can't get. That's where a lot of these halachas come from. We hold like Rabbi Nutan, and so many of these Tosvosin. So to get the halacha of Ma'aser, you got all the Tosvosin over here. Anyway, if you're the fun of matzah, says Tosvos. Right. We're really preparing for Pesach. We're taking this for granted. Like we've got so used to it. Like to us, Tav is like Mishnah Bura, Like we've left dayachag. Anyway, you if you should akwar shulchan name. Like no, I'm just saying that our gemar has been so incredibly relevant that it's it's been beautiful to 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 experience. Anyway, it's if Muslim, you... Muslim, exactly. It's a Muslim moment. It, we're gonna, I'm going to identify. It is a Muslim moment. It's showing that Hashem is encouraging us. Right, Goranat? Yeah, you no, know, this, this is what we learn from. Exactly. So he says like this. Hevi ulafanov. <laughs> so he says like this. fish, akwar shulchan lefnei misha omer ha-gadav. Oseh ha-seidr ketani. Hevi ulafanov matzah v'akir az shulchan hii kadei shi yishala ben. Right? okay and then the, what does the father answer the son asks wait a minute why did we do the first tavilah? he says wait wait till you see you didn't even see the second one yet and then he's going to ask a form of manishtana. right he says wait, wait a minute why are we dipping twice aha and then again we're going to bring him in the answer ultimately after you answer, so the kid should ask a bunch of times, that gets their inquisi- inquisitive nature going, and then finally the answer is going to be Avadim and explaining why we are the way we are. Okay, So Abidah made, the Mishnah says, Now the second time, it's Murr. Murr, as we will see, the, was considered to have like a kappa, a poisonous aspect to it, and therefore the harosah was considered an antidote. So why don't you have the harosah on the first part? So that in itself, the explain explained. But yes, in fact, if you use, that's a machlokas. If you really believe that it's poison, you need an antidote. You're going to need your charoset for the carpas. If you're using mara for carpas, otherwise you don't need it. Okay, it's a question whether the whether the mitzvah of is the other aspect of charoset, right? Uh, as Tosfos says. Um, in other words, we have the idea that that's, that's the last Tosfos over here that you have the charoset there is an aspect of the charoset also, in addition to the fact that it's an antidote to the poison, it also happens to be zeche right? Because the mortar of the bricks of in Mitraim was the consistency of charoset. So it is consistent, um, pun not intended, with the consistency of the charoset and therefore with the theme of Mara itself, the bitterness of the slavery and the mixing of the mortar. It's very consistent with that and therefore it has an extra symbolism aside from right uh, reducing the, the uh, supposed poison of the mor. Be that as it may, certainly the second time you bring it with charoset, ushnei tavshilek. And you have to have Shnei tafshilin, Okay, the Shnei tafshilin we're gonna see just makes it a meal, right? That's what makes it a meal. We have Shnei tafshilin also when we give each other Shalach Um but that has also picked up a symbolism, right, because the Shnei tafshilin historically we have used these Roa and the egg for the Chagiga, we'll get to that in the Gemara as well. Fine. It says, conti- um, concludes the Mishnah, pisha ain't charoses mitzvah. Even though the charoses is not a mitzvah, they bring charoses here with the Mara. Okay, so fine, the Gemara is gonna ask, why are, do you have to bring it if it's not a mitzvah? So that's what we already discussed. Two reasons. Number one might be because to get rid of the poison. And number two, because it has a consistent theme with Mar as it is Zecheletit. But we will see that. Now, Rabbi Lazar Berbi mitzvah. That's where we get into the idea. The machlokis, whether chorosis is a mitzvah or not. And, uvimikdash, how you may be in the fun of gufer shall pesach. Okay. So, that is, that is the idea that the Mikdash used to bring in the korban pesach itself. And there is Great elements of zeichel and mikdash in everything that we do at the Pesach Seder. That, in fact, is the theme of the Nitziv. If you look at the Haggadah of the Nitziv, everything is zeichel and mikdash. Obviously, the theme there being we were niggel for Mitzrayim and we look forward to the final geula. May we experiencing experience it, the pekarov, uh, Amen. But that that is certainly one of the themes of the Pesach Seder. So as we turn the page, are uh, you saying how did they keep the carbon Pesach um, nice and nice and roasted, nice and toasty and hot? Or the tables, uh, mikdash. Mikdash. Wait, why Why do you think it, why would you, oh, right, saying, it was was the, was the, was the yeah, black. You know, well, why would it be different than it is today? Sunny, yeah. Well, why would it be different than today as far as how hot the Korn Pesach is? You're saying because they roasted it already and they didn't have any warmers? What were enough? I guess they, they kept it warm, right? That's a good question. The, um, I mean, they fire? They put it on, the fire. They it on the fire, they put it on the fire. They put on the fire, and fire, they kept it on. They, they kept it rotating on the, on the gyro, right? Yeah, Presumably. they like a you know. What did you say? They just to bring it to the table. Right, so now they brought it to the table from the gyro. Right, you haven't done uh, the Oh, that's what he's saying. Wow. Andrew, Andrew on the ball. <laughs> Andrew <becoming a> <laughs> <laughs> So Andrew's question is, I didn't understand the first time, Andrew's question is, aren't you pr- bringing in the Karben Pesach prematurely? What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew's asking, aren't you bringing the carbon Pesach prematurely? You haven't even said a Ainu. And Andrew says Avadim Ainu for like three hours. Wow. And so by the time, why are you bringing the carbon Pesach now? That's a good question. I think the answer is, I think the answer is, no. that, the, that as it says in the Haggadah, that this is when they would say magid. That's a good question. Vizmana mikdash. I didn't think to look into this. Vizmana mikdash. They would eat the Korm pesach and what? They would probably say the sefer was trying, like with the Korm pesach. Maybe they didn't wait for shulchan aruch. Maybe shulchan aruch is. Well, they also were pointing Korm- to Right, because they're pointing they, like, they, they didn't have a shank bone. So that they, right, they didn't have a shank bone. So the shank bone, we oh, think okay. that's great because zechel korban pesach. But really, we're, we would have been eating already if it weren't if it were Korm pesach. Well, I, Andrew's, question Andrew's question is: It looks, sounds like they're bringing the korban pesach before magid. And therefore, by the time they get to the Korma Pesach, it's going to be cold. That was the question. I misunderstood it initially. Cold shwarma. And, he, and, and as Andrew points out, cold shawarma is not kishmak. However, shawarma. You ever have a gyro? But the point is okay, I that um, maybe that... It, I have to believe that they probably ate the Korma Pesach right away and, to, and said Magid while they were eating the Korma Pesach. So I have to check. If I'm a vegetarian, how much meat do speak to I have to eat? That's a good question. Kezais, right? No, kebe, more than the kezai's. More than the kezai's. Yeah. We're, we're going to get to it. Don't worry. But uh, how much of the carbon pesach do you have to eat? We said that you have dimash, that you're, you're in the chabura, but enough for everybody to have a kizayis. Didn't we say that? That normally when you have a chiv a kazais. a um, So so we have to have. Um, I think that the khiva is a of the carbon pesach, just like anything else. That's what we said in the Mishnah. We we learned uh, everything up until now has been carbon pesach. So I think that that's that's what we said. Okay. You just need one hungry guy. The what? You just need one hungry guy. Yeah, right. And then one hungry guy can ruin the whole thing. But you need a hungry guy to avoid nicer, as we said, right? Okay, you need the one hungry guy, but you don't let him eat first. That's they what I said. Yeah, so they were eating a lot of other things. That's a very good question. That's a very good point. They were eating a lot of other things, but now we're going to get to Karpas itself because that's the theme of our mishnah. And my friend, up my, got a now. my yeah. friend, that's right. Andrew, Andrew's on the ball. My friend David Palmer, Shlita, Rabbi Palmer wrote an article for this year's Why You To Go, so it hasn't come out yet, but you'll see Karpas, So the kids should ask. Is the theme of his article, and so we spoke to him last night about Karpas and what's going on. I'll tell you his theory first, and then we'll read the Gemara on Kofi and Nobeis. His theory is the Karpos was always intended to be the salad me- portion of the meal, and so we brought, we bring the salad early before Hamotzi so that the kids should ask. That's his basic thesis. The Rambam, incidentally, clearly says that you eat your fill of the salad, right? that you eat a full salad. You don't have this less than Kazayis business. The only reason we eat less than Kazayis, now listen carefully, our Gemara doesn't talk about eating less than Kazayis. That is our application of the fact that we don't know. Is the Gemara eating a full salad? Well, either way, the Gemara, they were eating a full salad. We just don't know the halacha. Based off of the fact that we're eating more later, we do not know whether we have to make a bracha achrona on the salad. Okay? Because we don't know. We have a suffix. So the Gemara is obvious. Either that you do have to make a bracha achrona because you're having a full salad, or... Despite the fact you're having a full salad, you don't have to make a bracha corona because you're about to have the mar and you can have it in mind for later. But you have a salad, it could be like a Caesar salad with everything and Yeah, bread. yeah. Oh, that's a good question. So Mark, well, you're dipping it. So Caesar salad is perfect. You have your Caesar and you have your dip. But the question is, right, so so that you're bringing up a good point, on what you're saying that this was, this is probably yeah. sounds like it's a real salad. It's a vegetable with dressing. right vegetable right. with dressing. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like a salad and we'll see. Some use vinegar, some use salt water, but yeah, there's other balsamic. I mean, there's other yeah, dressing you can use. You love that. Right. But it's not as good as Andrew's question. Not, no. No. He upped the standard for a question. Yeah, your questions are starting to look ridiculous next to Andrew's questions now. <laughs> Alright, so let's let's start with Gamari cooking dollar and base. But I thought it was important to bring that out because everybody knows the hawk. It's such it's, it's, it's all alumnus about whether you need you can have a kazayas. And everybody's hungry, everybody wants to have more than a kazayus of a potato, obviously. But the question is the reason why we have a kazayas is not because that was always the halakha kaila. If they always ate well, see, malik creso, they always ate a full salad. It's just like we have a suffix whether to make a bracha corona. And we don't know how to handle it, so we eat less than the kazais. All right, let's see the Gemara inside. I'm Rish Let's talk about the Mishnah here. Zot omer. Okay, you eat the lettuce twice. So, Zot omer Mitzvah Sirich Haskavan. Rish Lakish is coming, he's coming in hot like Andrew, and he's saying this is a fundamental lesson that you're learning from our Mishnah, that Mitzvah Sirich Haskavanah. Why? Because came in the lobby, and since, right, uh, since, again, the Mishnah had, a specific case where we use the same Romaine lettuce we use for mara twice. We use it for carpas and then for mara. Aha! So, Yashalke says, Look at this. You already ate mara and still, right? You already ate mara and you weren't obviously yotze because you're bringing it again and you're making a, a bracha on the mara. Look at this. Since it, when you're eating the carpas, right? But you're eating mara at the carpas stage. The bar dama huda right? That's at the carpas stage where you're only making the Bar dama. The dil meloyu kavan mara. Uh, as all the explains, you certainly were not mechavin to Mara at that time because it's not Mara yet, it's Karpas, right? So, But really, it's like borrowed from the idea of maybe you didn't have Kavana. The point is, you did not have Kavana for Mara. Therefore, you have to do again the Shem a second dipping, the Isa Mitzvah, lo Bai lamach lamalach Because after all, at Karpas, the way the Mishnah is structured, you've used your maror already. So if mitzvahs don't require Kavana, then you've already, right, relieved yourself of the responsibility of eating Mara. You've already had that. Ah, So, if it were true that mitzvos did not require kavana, then why would you dip twice? You already dipped more the first time. To which the Gemara asks, says, Mimai. What do you mean, why would you do it twice? That has nothing to do with mitzvos kavana. You can ask me, why are we doing it twice? Are you kidding? You never heard of such so kid's should ask? In other words, you don't need to say, that the reason why we're doing it a second time is because the first time didn't count because we didn't have Kavana. Even if we had Kavana the first time for, so that's a real stride that we're going to see. What, what would be the case if you did have Kavana? You used Mara and you had Kavana for Mara the first time. Would we also the first time? The the idea that the Gemara is saying here is that regardless, you'd be doing it a second time. And you have to do it twice and you have to dip twice so the kids should ask, the we're the of so, uh, so that the kids should ask is, they should recognize that something's up. Okay, So if you're going to say, okay, so then why are you Confusing the issue. Why is the Mishnah confusing us by using morer twice? You should just use a regular Caesar salad in for Karpas. So says the Gemara. If you, if the Mishnah would have itself pulled the Garanowitz and said, let's have Caesar salad for Karpas then you would have thought that the only time you do dip twice is when you have Caesar salad for the Karpas. But if you, instead of Caesar salad, you had a Mara for the first course, then maybe you would have thought that you don't have to do it twice. So the Mishnah is using Mara the first time for Karpas to illustrate that even when you use Mara the first time, you still have to eat it again a second time, so the kids should ask. if you use Mara the first time, you have to use Mara again the second time. So that the kids should ask. Furthermore, we have a so this is Ray Shlokish's idea of Mrs. Khazvan of the Gemara says, Oh Tanya, we have an actual Bryce against Rav Shlokish because the Bryce says, so if you don't have children, now you get this book. Oh wow, that's a good question. How does how do, Andrew inspired me? What am I going to do? Yeah, now you're on fire from Andrew. The question is, how do you do a Pesach Seder? Um, in, if it's corona and you're by yourself, etc. Um, as many people did uh, last last year. Um, my son's Rebbe Narisral of Kalman said, last year his wife asked him to banish Tama. Um, some people, many people, uh, my mother-in-law had this Pesach seder by herself at the time. Many, many people had Pesach seder by themselves last year, and so therefore you have to ask yourself. Sometimes, if you ask, asking yourself the questions is is, is as important as uh, asking someone else, because the whole idea is to ask the questions. But it's it, it goes without saying that it's better to be in a Chaburah for the Korban Pesach and to have that, that uh, com- communal experience as well. Okay. Oh, Tanya, Achlan de mai If he ate them while they were demai, the this is an idea that we already had that the matzah could be eaten in a state of demai because you can make yourself into an ani. We talked about this that the mai is questionable right whether maister was taken off but for for if you did eat such a thing you are in fact anima allowed to and if you eat it you're still yotze. so we said that when so you you fulfill your chiv even if you eat it the mai that's one thing that you fulfill and then explicitly against rishnakesh the bryser continues to say that even if you eat let's say mara without kavanah you're yotzeh and he says even if you eat it without a full now in this case means you don't need to focus like in one shot, but you break it up a little bit, but you can't break it up that much, as the writer continues to say, So that's why we're always rushing to stuff in the matzah, to stuff in the marah. Sometimes it's easier than others, and the reason why we have to do it is because we have to have this the amount of time it takes to eat a pras, right? that in itself is, is, a, is a pras really means a, a piece, but basically right? Uh, the amount of time it would normally take to eat a lot more, like three or four mm-hmm. or six uh, kveitzahs, at least you have a little bit longer time to eat this kazayas, but within that time period, you certainly have to finish the kazayas, But be that as it may, you can eat it in chatsayin. Okay, so those were challenges to Lakish. It sounds like below <coughs> It sounds like kavana. The says, okay. Well, whether mitzvot slichas kavana or not um, is not necessarily something that we learn out of our Mishnah. But it doesn't mean that Lakish is wrong when he says Mitzvah slichas kavana. Well, the Brisa makes it sound like that he certainly is wrong because the Brisa says that if you eat mor you're yotze. So that should knock out the entire notion of Mitzvah slichas kavana. But the Gemara says that it does not, because that happens to be in Machlokas <laughs> tanya on that issue. Because we learned in the that even though he already did, right, the dipping of the Karpas as we did in the mission in the first case, for Karpas, he still has to bring the Chadaras and the Chabrosas a second time. And so then the Gemara says, Ve'akati, but it still seems to be a challenge. Me even in light of that Brysa that says, P, right, Aphapi, uh, right, uh, makes it sound like, right, Mitzvah's, uh Rebyosi holds that Mitzvah Sricha's uh, Kavana, but that is simply Rabbiosi, but the other Tanaim would disagree with him. So he says no, but still, even like Mimai. Why do we say that different Tana would say that Mitsus Sikhos Khana Delma Ksaraysi Mos Kavana? It could be that Rebyoshi isn't a das yachid. In other words, Rebyosi, even here, just like we asked on the Mishnah, even here in the Brysa, when it sounds like Rebossi is a Das yachid that holds a mitzvah Mitsoshikhos kavana, that's not necessarily because of Mitzvah kavana. that Rebyossi says it. It could be that he holds mitzvah Ainzikos Kavana but you don't just like we answered by the Gemara. Here we say the reason why you need to dip twice is is in order, so that the kids should ask. Fine. So now we have actually have um Successfully deflected. Uh, we have uh, defended Rish Lakish, right? And so it could be Mitzvah Sviichas Kavanah. So he says. So because why? Because it's in my Mitzvah. Why does it say that it's a Mitzvah? Lavi Lefan Fchazeres Fcharoos. That is the answer. That that when if if in fact was not a Mitzvah, if it was already a Mitzvah the first time, so then it wouldn't be a Mitzvah the second time. The fact that it's a Mitzvah the second time, it uses the lashon, the actual words Mitzvah, makes it sound like in fact mitzvah, right? That the Mitzvah the first time would require Kavana. Okay. So now the Gemara asks about the, 16 lines up, about the two taf My shnei taf shilin, Amar afuna, silke varoza. You can even have cooked beets and rice. Now rice, obviously, is, uh, is, is a little bit of a shiloh over here. Um. To which the Gemara says, Ravavav mihadar silke varroza. Holv nafik mi pumidair afuna. Since Rafuna said that you could even have cooked beets and rice, Rava wanted to follow the exact prescription of Ravuna, and he dafka had cooked beets and rice. Why beets and rice? Why not beans and rice? Right, why did he say beets? Why did he say beets? Okay, uh, so that's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, but his point was that it was something that maybe he ate that a lot he liked borscht um, but but he had a lot of silka around at the time but he had beets and rice and so that's why Rav had it as well i'm Huna, laced the see the fact that he had rice altogether. i'm i'm surprised by him not about the beets i was more surprised by the rice no i went just hard in the rice why oh, oh. rice also uh. right well the tiny Rav menuri or it means right menuri thinks it's a mean daganho which would mean that if you use rice, rice is like flour. Now, it's not really but it's like the fact that holds that it's like that's why we certainly would not eat rice uh, if we held like would not eat rice um, on, on Pesach because we'd be uh, concerned lest it become chametz. Finally, nine lines up. When I Israel, they had kidneys. Salad, right? The Sephardim eat a lot of kidneys because they don't hold of this and you're right. It's everywhere. You have to be very careful not you know? kidneys in Israel no, no, vegetables are okay, but you have to be concerned. You have to look at all the packaging because a lot of them say la Rabbi Pinchas Gross told me that they had something in Market Maven. They had something uh, one year for Pesach, and it said la in like small letters. And he said to them, you know, I'm not sure everybody in Baltimore is as savvy to look out for this thing as they are in Israel. And they have to take it off the shelves. I can repeat that from you. Yeah. Amar nine lines up. I feel beitsa shalav. What are these so we said this is just that's a meal. So even if you have what the fish with the with the egg on top. And Rav Yosef, Yosef insists on two types of meat. Why? Uh, um, and Rabbi, garma uvishula. Even a bone and its broth is considered two cooked dishes. Now, we typically have the shank bone and the egg. Well, those are two cooked dishes. One is the Pesach, one is the Chagiga. And it's really just all of a symbolism. The Chagiga is a loose reference because a, the Atbash connects the first layer of Pesach to Tishabav. It's, it's the times when Pesach and Tishabav can fall out. Um, and therefore the, um, the 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 days of the days when, when Pesach and um and uh, and, uh, and Tisha B'av could fall out, it's the first night of Pesach is always on Tisha B'Av, and therefore Tisha B'Av is loosely connected to Pesach. And since the egg is loosely connected as a remnant of Tisha B'Av that we have in the Sudam of Sake, that's why we also do it at the Pesach Seder as well. Uh, we'll get to the concept of the hefseik and the Chokiyakov and the mitzvah cheres with the bracha and bracha that we indicated earlier with the salad. I think tomorrow. So we are in the word pshita, which is six lines up from the bottom of kifya dalik amad base. We'll pick up there tomorrow. <laughs>